0: Hi and welcome to an archived episode. I'm Sensei Michelle. I'm Sensei Jackie. And for the most part, this episode does not need any updating.
1: That's true. But can I just say that we have a much bigger social media footprint than we did in twenty twenty?
0: Correct. We are now pretty much all over the web at Wildcat Dojo. dot com for our webpage where you can find all the episodes. And finally, we're on Instagram at Wildcat Dojo Conversations, or write us at dojoconversations at AOL.com.
1: And one more thing, our friend Sensei Max did come on the show, and that episode
0: is tagged in the show notes. You will understand that when you're listening to the episode. (laughs) That's true. Hi, Sensei Max. So with that, enjoy the show.
2: This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Sensei Michelle here. Sensei Jackie here. And no Landon. Wah, 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 That's what he would say if he were here. Wah, wah, wah. But we were lucky enough to get Sensei Lydia, who you know from earlier podcasts, to stand in. Hi, everyone. I'm so glad you could come. I really am. Uh... Thank you for the invitation, Sensei. Today we're going to discuss the word zen and the way we use it in our karate training as we know it. So I'm going to start with a shout out to people to let us know what it means to you, and we'll add it to what we have here today. I wrote down here, this is based on things I found in books, as well as our Google searches, and also on our personal experiences. Okay, I think it is fitting that we start with Google, don't you?
1: I think it is, because it tells of the Mahayana Buddhist philosophy that started in China during the Tang Dynasty. It was influenced by the Taoist philosophy and developed into Chinese Buddhism. They, and the implication is Chinese Buddhists, say, to lead a Zen life,
0: you smile and serve others. I'm going to jump over and go to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary because it also says the Mahayana, but it says the Japanese sect. Of the Mahayana Buddhism, and it said that they aim at enlightenment by direct intuition through meditation.
1: Ah. So
0: so far we have living a life of service and meditation. But I also found on Google that a different link from the one you were looking at yes. says that zim zim you say <laughs> <laughs> says that Zen simply means meditation. So I'm going to add a comment here and say. Just in case you haven't heard me say this before, that when I talk about meditation, especially to my younger students, I don't use the word meditation because it conjures up monks and people who live in austere settings. So I almost always use the words quiet time. Generally speaking, it's years before I connect the two things. I would say if I meet a child when they're six years old, they're probably nine before I really try to connect those two words verbally for them. So that it's not confusing when they transfer up to adult class. That's right. All right. When I, when I think of Zen in my personal life, I don't think of any of those things. I'd like to go back to talking about the kids
1: for one second. Uh-huh. Because it seems to me that what we're trying to do with children when we call it quiet time is asking them to live it without a label. And that is a little bit different because then when they've had the experience of focus and breathing, and they we label it meditation further on
2: down the line. They're comfortable with the process. That's a good point, isn't it? I think so. I think that when they are doing that or having them do that in the dojo, it teaches them how to be calm, to be able to calm themselves, especially if they're in a nervous situation inside or outside of karate. They can be able to calm themselves and bring their focus back, and learn how to be still, which and, I think is important.
0: And the, the focus aspect of it is, it's truly priceless. And more than one guest that we've had on the show has said that the quiet, the meditation, the focus is one of the things they take with them when they leave the dojo. So Absolutely. We 100% have talked about the benefits of meditation. But I, just in my mind, I connect Zen with not with being quiet and still, but with moving and being interactive in the world. That's right. And not having an editor write about your life, but you're actually living your life. So those two definitions, especially the one where the sitting quiet, it's just not what I thought of. That That's not saying that I'm right. Well, maybe it's only one aspect. Because then... In and of itself is just so broad. Well we have we know that meditation is three levels. There's lying down, there's sitting, and then there's moving. And we practice that in karate in kata. That's right. Right. But the objective is that it goes into life. And but it, I was just saying when we were talking about what do we personally think of when we think of Zen and I think of moving. What do you think of? I think of
1: living in such a way that I don't know what I've done until I look back on it. Because those moments of living are, to me, the Zen moments. That's a good one.
2: Very good. And I think okay. of being in the now, right yeah. then and there. Another thought that came into my mind is um, when you're in a Zen state, is when you're when you're sparring in the dojo huh. um, or See, at a that competition, is a good point. you really are not separate from your opponent you're one the two of you become one because you're focused on the same thing defeating each other having points of contact but it's not you're not separate you're one and and the power is there for both of you i don't know how else to put it in, in into words but you're really it's a there is a oneness there when you're sparring and if you're talking
0: about sparring if the
2: practitioner gets
0: involved in the score and the outcome they lose the opportunity to see the spot where they can actually make a point exactly so and by the time they see it the the opportunity is gone that is a a, a micro look at what you're saying and
2: you're saying more in the big picture and also when you're in the fight and you're you know you're focused on it yes it should be won and then someone gets a strike in on you and all of a sudden it changes your whole mindset and you get upset and you let your ego get in the way and you start to take it personal well then it all's downhill from there it should remain okay let me shake this off and this is the way it's supposed to be let me take it back
0: we just had a competition a couple of saturdays ago and i was with the little kids and the one little kid so they're eight years old At the end of it, he was, you know, complaining about a little injury, and I said to him and to his parents as I was sitting there, it always hurts so much more when you don't win. When you win, it hardly hurts at all. You don't even remember it happening. And I think that's that's exactly an example of what you're saying is it's very easy to um, get distracted and very hard to stay in the moment. So Absolutely.
2: On a page from a later section of the book, um, Martial Arts, Traditions, History, and People, they take the viewpoint that American karate somewhat hijacked the word and added it to karate teaching when it wasn't there with the original people who brought it over from Japan. Hmm. Thoughts? Yeah, I can see how that could happen. And the note I made here was
0: that, you know, we can't in our wildest dreams picture the reality of the servicemen who came back to America with all that karate information. And they brought back with them what they thought was happening with the meditation and with the technology mixed with their military training. So I can see how somebody would use the term, hijacked the term, right? And somewhat Americanized it for the
1: Americans, as the French probably did for the French and everyone else. So I can see how
0: that is an argument. Sure. But I don't think that that makes the... How do I want to say that? Do I want to say the quest or the goal of a person trying to find their own center and trying to work from that center? I don't think it makes it any less, simply because we don't use the word exactly as it was meant to be used.
1: And we don't
0: take it in a religious sense with our uh, karate. True. You know what I want to say, though, about coming back to America as a serviceman. If you're out there, I would love to hear about it. Please give me a call or send me an, an email. Anyway, let's get back to Zen, shall we?
1: Well, in the Karate Dictionary, Zen is defined as a discipline of enlightenment related to the Buddhist doctrine that emphasizes meditation, discipline, and the direct transmission of teachings from master to student. Known as Chayana in India and Shaan
0: in China. How do you guys think we should pronounce those words? I can't even begin to guess. The one is spelled C-H-Y-A-N-A. We'll we'll do the shout-out. If you know, let us know. And the other one, it has an apostrophe in it, right? Yes. So it's S-H-apostrophe-A-N.
1: That's what it says.
0: Hopefully one of our listeners will be able to help us. And if we insulted you with our pronunciation, please be forgiving. Please. All right. Let's go back to our personal thoughts. Anybody have anything before I go into some notes I made?
2: I don't think I have anything right now. No, nothing right now, Sensei.
0: Well, we we all know because we all still say it in the dojo that Peter Urban always said Zen is zeal, energy, and nowness. And I totally think that's on track. Absolutely. The three words that he picked are excellent words. Zeal, when you think of zeal, don't you think of like not just energy, which is the second word, but like an exuberance or an excitement, excitement. Yep. right? And how many times in a day that a person doesn't go into their moment with that childish excitement? Yes. And then energy doesn't mean exactly the same thing. It's kind of like your, your power, your force for the day. Right. So it's easy to say, as it often is easy to say something, that Zen is zeal, energy, and nowness, but it's a whole other thing to do it minute by minute, day by day, and to keep that kind of an attitude, that positive attitude to keep going. Agreed. I did read somewhere, and I might have mentioned this in a podcast a few back, where Zen is finding the extraordinary hidden within the ordinary, and I do love that description of it. That's one of my favorites. My favorite personal moment like that is because I have a butterfly garden at my house, so sometimes when I walk out of my house and get in my car, Butterflies would be right there in my front yard. And certainly, it is an ordinary thing. But for me in that moment, it's just such a fun, special surprise. That's a real easy example. And we need to look within ourselves to
2: find those extraordinary periods and moments within our day. Well, it makes life better. (laughs) I read a, a statement one time in the Zen for the Martial Arts book. And I can't remember who the author is. I want to say Heim. I do too. I'm I'm not exactly sure. But it says, if you seek it, you won't find it. Yes. So it just has to be there. You have to be in the now. You have to be in the moment. And it will eventually will come to you. And then you'll realize it. Ah, the trick.
1: To realize that it's there and to appreciate.
0: And I made a note here about how gratitude plays a role there. Oh, yes. Because our lives are crazy busy, lots of different stresses throughout and it's easy to get sidetracked on the negative and forget to be grateful. And it's it's
1: almost like the kind of uh, post-it note you want to put up every day. They're just the word grateful so that you, your eye flashes by it, just like it did those butterflies.
2: And there's so many little things that happen to us on a daily basis that if you're keen, open to it, you'll realize it. Yes. But that
0: being open, that's the key, which takes us to... Nowness, which you mentioned earlier, and right. Urban mentions in his definition. Or an acronym of Zen, let's say.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. All righty. There is a thought out there that when a person is in a Zen state, their intuition is well-tuned, and they should trust it and follow it. I was recently watching a show on um, How the Mind Works, Netflix, just in case you wanted to check it out. And they were saying that you should not follow intuition. And I disagree with them. I get that people who study the mind are mind people, and they're practical people, but I have followed my intuition since way before I was a martial artist and have tons of stories when it was correct, and my mind was distracted in the wrong direction. Yes, myself included. So I am a person who thinks that if you're feeling like something is, it probably is, and you should follow it. Uh, yes.
2: And if it's something you shouldn't do, you shouldn't
0: do it. <laughs> if it pops into your head, don't. And how many times have we done that on a really small scale right inside the house? Like, we'll say, like, let me put this in the car now. But then we'll say, no, no, I'll get to it later. But then we get to the location and it's still in the place where we put it because we didn't follow that moment where we knew it was the right thing to do. And those are just little teeny ones. Okay, how about the saying, Zen can issue Let's say what Zen Ken Ishua means. It means strong mind, strong bodies, uh, strong spirit. Because when we describe that saying, Zen means mind. And yet, from all the things we've said so far, to me, it feels a lot like Zen is something that's deeper than the mind, almost like the chi. Yes, it's a funny placement because the
1: Zen Ken Ishua, the mind, body, the self, to... um. Embrace oneself and and the world at the same time, and then it almost I would say cheapens the Zen word. It, it doesn't give it its its full character.
0: Okay, the takeaway I'm getting here is that Zen has so many multiple meanings, and I think that speaks to a few things. One is that the listener has to be completely involved with the speaker as to understand what they mean, and the other one is that the in person meeting that we've talked about so many times that a dojo brings becomes important in understanding this kind of learning process or philosophical concept. Okay, let's push on with reading a little teeny passage from one of my favorite books, which I've mentioned a dozen times. Zen and the Art of Archery is the book. And what he says is that during meditation, one should treat distractions. And now here comes the quote. Quietly and unconcernedly to enter into friendly relations with whatever appears on the scene, to look at it equitably, and at last grow weary of looking at it. Through this actionless action, the soul is brought to the point where it vibrates of itself, in itself, a serene pulsation, which can be heightened into a feeling of extraordinary lightness, experienced only, normally, in rare dreams. For with it comes the rapturous certainty of being able to summon up energies in any direction, to intensify or to release tensions, graded to a nicety. This state, in which nothing definite is thought, planned, desired, or expected, which aims in no particular direction and yet knows itself capable, alike, of the possible and the impossible, so unswerving is its power. This state, which is at bottom purposeless and egoless, was called by the master truly spiritual. Okay, it goes on. There's a lot more of it. I thought about not reading it, but I think that if you're a person who is actually interested in Zen, but like me, doesn't have the opportunity to go and study it, which we've talked for a long time about getting Max in here to talk about it because he does study it. Mm -hmm. If you listen to this more than once, it'll start to make more and more sense to you. The takeaway for me, after all the years of knowing this and having it and reading it over and over again, is that the mind doesn't attach to anything. Like the empty circle in the certificate that Master Collegian gives to you at a high level black belt, the person can be where they want to be, where they need to be, where they are, but there's no attachment there and they're willing to leave that and go to the next thing without the multitude of distractions that can attach you to something. Emotions, ego, greed, desire. There's a ton of distractions that could be here. Yes. I think it's such
1: a tricky business to get there.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, we weren't measuring that. But that's the whole fun of it to me is to, you know, take on the challenge.
1: Yes. And that is why we keep going,
0: because the challenge is there. All right. Let's do last words on this subject. What do you think, Sensei Lydia?
2: I think that... Peter Urban's saying zeal energy and nowness is definitely a way to approach and try to live in the moment and to be calm and become a better person which we're always a work in progress there and I think that the zeal energy and the and the nowness his acronym presen is something that we have to work on on a daily basis yeah it's an easy way to remember it right absolutely
1: and i think that we all have to be forgiving of ourselves
0: because that's a good one we are
1: not going to be perfect every day we will not
0: always have zen moments just enjoy the day as best as you can that is so true and mindfulness the the word that they now use the fresh word It's really saying the same thing. It's saying just be in the moment. So this is thousands of years old, this idea. It's not a new idea. They just put a new label on it. That concept is something that people have been striving towards, struggling with, whichever word you want to go with there. Yeah. Since humans have been on the planet. Right. Okay, guys. Let's do our goodbyes. Lydia, I want to thank you so much for being here. I know it's a struggle to, I know it's a hassle to arrange it in your time.
2: No, not really. I appreciate being here. Thank you for the invitation. And it's always a pleasure to be able to get together and talk about karate. That is fun.
1: It surely is. I'm so glad you were here. And I'm so glad we had a a kind of a different day today. It really tried to keep us focused without distractions. Goodbye, everybody. Although
0: so you know what Sensei Jackie's referring to. Sensei Jackie has a cat and... The cat has been absolutely 100% full of energy with this cold weather, running and playing and scratching throughout. So we had we've had to restart three or four times, and right now he's running full tilt from one end of the house to the other. <laughs> That's so funny, right? Yes. Okay, guys, I'm going to sign off for today. See you next week. Do I need to remind you? Go to Honor Athletics for all your karate needs. HonorAthletics.com or 770. 770- Don't forget to mention Wildcat Dojo for your 10% discount.
2: Thanks for stopping
1: by. We will see you next time on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.